26 Tammuz, Chaf Vav Tammuz, Tzaddik, His Conversations, 463. The Rebbe had a copy of a book containing the formulas included in the amulets written by Rabbi Yonatan. Rabbi Yonatan had been the object of great controversy and opposition. Among the formulas were the words Avdo Mebicho. Avdo means his servant. Rabbi Yonatan's opponents claimed that this formula was a reference to his servant the Messiah, Avdo Meshicho. The Rebbe was discussing this with us and said that from this there was no proof. He added that if he himself were to write amulets and his opponents were to find them, they would also seize on something like this, especially the word Avdo. Without doubt, they would claim that his intentions were no good and they would seize on the word Avdo, arguing that it was not a word that had any rightful place among the divine names on an amulet. The Rebbe explained, however, that the Torah consists entirely of divine names. Now, as regards the use of divine names to invoke, petition, or pray, he said that the function of the name is to arouse the angel relevant to the purpose in question. This name is then given to the angel, because the angel has no name. He is given a name in accordance with his mission. The Rebbe concluded that it was perfectly relevant to write, among other invocations of angels, the words Avdo Mebicho, because Mebicho is the acronym of the verse Venoach Matzachein Be'enei Hashem, and Noah found favor in the eyes of God. Genesis 6 8. 464. People had been telling the Rebbe all kinds of stories about various groups of people in Berdichev including, among others, some of the wealthy people there and also a number of popular leaders. The Rebbe said, if we put all these stories about the various different kinds of people in Berdichev together, including the stories about these tzaddikim, meaning these popular leaders, they all add up to nothing. It is like a tree which grows in an orchard or a field among great numbers of other trees. Even in one tree there are all kinds of variations. There might be a branch where the leaves have withered, or places where the fruit has been spoiled because of a worm getting in, or there could be a branch where the fruit near the end has gotten spoiled. There are all kinds of variations and imperfections, even among the leaves and fruits of a single tree. Yet the tree is still a tree, and the orchard itself, which contains large numbers of trees, is certainly still an orchard. The meaning of this comparison should be at least partly clear to someone with intelligence. Today's world may well contain many people who are totally corrupt, and others who, although they possess a certain decency, also have their various imperfections, including the so-called leaders. Nevertheless, the holy tree is still a tree, and even more so, the orchard, which contains so many trees, namely souls, is still an orchard. All the imperfections do not add up to anything. Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom His Wisdom, 216 In his commentary on the book of Proverbs, especially in chapter 7, 3, the Alshech writes at length about avoiding philosophical works. In a wonderfully clear manner, he explains how they fool the world. At first, they conceal their false beliefs and skepticism, displaying only the facade of sweetness of their evil ways. It is written, The lips of a forbidden woman drip honey but her end is as bitter as wormwood. Proverbs 5, verses 3-4. to 4. Rashi comments that this forbidden woman is atheism. Many other lessons in the book of Proverbs tell us to keep away from the forbidden woman. 
This forbidden woman is secular wisdom. There are two women in the book of Proverbs. The woman of valor, in chapter 31, verse 10, representing the Torah, and the foreign woman, representing secular wisdom. If you know the ways of the enlighteners, you know how they mislead people. Most of all, they mislead the young by teaching them their bitter ways. They are literally like the libertine woman. At first, she adorns herself and speaks sweetly, not revealing the evil in her heart. She pretends to be virtuous, not revealing her true nature, until she snares her prey. This is also the evil way of these enlighteners, as is obvious to all who are familiar with them. The major portion of the book of Proverbs warns us about this. Whenever it speaks of the fool, kasil, or pesi, who goes against the straight path, see Proverbs 2.13, it is speaking against such perverted scholars. They are called fools and imbeciles. Therefore it is written, Have you seen a man who thinks himself wise? A fool has more hope than he. Proverbs 26.12 Likewise it is written, Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes. Isaiah 5.21 We cannot speak at length about this, since these enlighteners claim the exact opposite to be true. They try to prove their point from all the sacred works, particularly the book of Proverbs. For the Torah contains both life and death. It is written, This is the Torah that Moses placed before the children of Israel. Placed, some, Deuteronomy 4.44. The Hebrew word some also means potion. The Talmud states that the Torah is a potion of life for those who are worthy and a potion of death for the unworthy. Yoma 72b. It is also written, God's ways are straight. The righteous will walk in them, but sinners will stumble in them. Hosea 14.10 If a person stubbornly wishes to follow an evil path, long discussions will not dissuade him. But if you desire the truth, our words will be sufficient to strengthen your resolve. You will be able to stand firm like a pillar of steel and break the jaws of unrighteousness. Job 29.17 May God reveal the truth soon. Amen. May this be His will. The Alphabet Book A Righteous Person B. 4. It should not surprise you that a human being, despite being such a minuscule creation, has all the worlds dependent upon him. For this is true of wherever the Divine Presence resides, the little sustains the much. 5. Each person's portion in the Garden of Eden is pictured in the shine of his face. 6. Generally, the God-fearing have to roam from place to place to obtain their livelihood. 7. There are times when a tzaddik must wander from place to place so that he will later recall all of them when he enters the world to come. Through this, prosperity will come to those places. 8. Whoever knows the names of the living descendants of the tzaddikim knows everything that is going to happen. 9. A person who justifies the actions of others will have all his wishes fulfilled without any interference. 10. When a tzaddik loses his strength, so that he cannot fulfill the will of his Creator in the way he once did, he should know that God no longer wants him to teach the path of repentance to the wicked. Kitzur Likutei Moharan 2, Lesson number 2 8. The four facets of speech are as follows. The first facet of speech is the speech of charity, since the defining characteristic of man is his ability to speak, and this speech, in turn, is drawn from charity, 
since charity and kindness also define man. In other words, the quality that defines man who is able to speak is that he bestows his kindness upon others. Moreover, anyone who does not bestow charity and kindness upon others greatly blemishes his power of speech. He is nothing more than an animal and is not a person at all. For a human being is so called only because of the charity and kindness that he performs for others. The second facet of speech is the speech of repentance, whereby a person speaks many words of repentance before God. The third facet is the speech of those wealthy people who enjoy good relations with the authorities, whereby God sends words of grace to their lips to nullify all the harsh decrees and to accomplish acts of salvation and other good things for the Jewish people. The fourth facet of speech is the speech of kingship, whereby God will bring us our righteous Mashiach, and we will merit to hear his holy, pure, and awesome words from his holy mouth. 9. The whole sustenance and perfection of speech is through truth. Rabbi Nachman's Stories The Seven Beggars The Sixth Day On the sixth day they were also rejoicing, and they yearned very much, saying, How could the one without hands be brought here? Suddenly he appeared and said, Here I am. I have come to your wedding. He spoke to them in the same manner as the other beggars and kissed them. Then he said, You think there is something wrong with my hands. Actually, there is nothing wrong with my hands. I have great power in my hands. But I do not use the power in my hands in this physical world, since I need this power for something else entirely. Regarding this, I have the word of the water castle. Once, a number of men were sitting together, and each one boasted about the power in his hands. One boasted that he had a certain power in his hands, and another boasted that he had a different power. Finally, one boasted that the power in his hands was such that if an arrow were shot, he could retrieve it. He had such great power in his hands that even after an arrow had been shot, he could return it and bring it back to him. Rabnussen's Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 189 You must realize, my dear son, that the things I say are not intended to be just words, God forbid. They are meant to be practiced, and for a person to save his soul with them, particularly in times of trouble. It is crucially important that a person force himself to find the relief, the positive, amidst all the world's distress and suffering, because man was born to suffer, as we have already discussed a great deal. I constantly go back and look, and I never find any vitality or hope, any refuge or escape from everything that comes upon a person in this world, except the power of the true tzaddik. If it were not for the salt, the world could not endure the bitterness as explained in Likutei Moharan 1.23. How great are the kindnesses and wonders that God has done for us, that we have merited to be saved from opposing true good such as this, who sweetens all the bitterness of the world. He is our support and our hope forever. I do not need to tell you that if you ask me, I would not agree to call the doctor even now. But it is hard to stand up against one's family in this matter and prevent them from calling the doctor. But do not be upset over this. God, in His compassion, can cure a person even if they do call the doctor. For His miraculous ways are far beyond our grasp. Try to find a way, though, to talk to the doctor with understanding and to persuade him to keep his prescriptions to an absolute minimum. And if, God forbid, he wants to make an incision there, do your best to get him to abandon the idea. For I am absolutely opposed to this. Rather, ask him if perhaps he couldn't soften the area with some sort of medicinal treatment. Salvation and compassion are God's. 
May he quickly send from heaven a complete recovery for your daughter. I am extremely busy because I plan, God willing, to travel to Uman tomorrow. May God give me a safe journey. I do not have time to continue. Fortify yourself, my son, and be strong. Bring yourself to joy any way you can, and trust God. He will not abandon us for the sake of his great name. The words of your father, waiting for salvation. Nassan of Breslau. Nassan's letters, year two. Letter number 446. With God's help, Thursday, Vayichi, 5604, Uman. Warm greetings to my dear, beloved son, the learned Rabbi Yitzchak, may he live. Along with all his family, may they live. I arrived here last Tuesday, the 10th of Tevet, only to find that the roof of our study hall had been severely damaged. The previous Thursday, the upper section of the roof over my upper room and over the whole ceiling of the study hall completely collapsed due to a storm and high winds. It was a miracle that no one was killed or even hurt. You can imagine the enormous pain, upset, and fear that Reb Neftali and his family experienced when it fell. They nearly expired. Our opponents are gloating over us. The study hall is now standing with the upper part of the roof missing. Only the sides of the roof remain. You can understand for yourself the enormous pain and anguish I am feeling. But I hope to God, who helped us this far to build this holy edifice by the great power of the Elder of Holiness, that He will finish for us and help us to fix the roof, as well as to make some other repairs, so that this incident may turn out for the good. At the moment, my mind is not at all clear, and it is impossible in this context to express what I feel in my heart about all this. After a great deal of thinking about the course of my journey, and especially now with this new development, God's counsel has emerged, and by His salvation, I summoned my strength and hired a carriage today for Cherin to leave immediately after Shabbat on Sunday. May God have compassion, and may He give me a safe journey, such that I may arrive there a day or two before Shabbat Parshat Shemot. Salvation is in God's hands. May God fortify your heart and mine to make ourselves happy, and to turn all the grief and sighing into happiness and joy, that, after all we must endure, we still merit to hail in the Rebbe's holy name, and are not happy about the unfortunate collapse of the roof of a holy place like this. Rather, we are grieved over the mishap, and we trust God that He will soon repair everything. In truth, in this way and with everything we have said and written on, ta- on this teaching, it really is possible to turn everything to joy. See Likutei HaLachot, Hoda'a 668. Abba Bira'a, Rabbi Eliezer Ben Yaakov, Abba Mehagrunya, Rabbi Abba Bar Natan, Rabbi Abba Bar Yashuv, Abba Sura'a, Abba Bar Shmuel, Abba Bar Chilfei Bar Karya, Rabbi Abba Bar Rav Yosef Bar Rava, Rav Abba Avuha Dirav, Bered Rav Masharshia, Rabbi Abba Bar Lima, Rabbi Abba Bar Levi, Abba Avuha de Rabbi Samlai, Abba Tzidoni, Abba Bar Dusai, Rabbi Abba Sadrunya or Mirumanya, Rabbi Abba Bar Achua de Rabbi Yose, Abba Hadoresh, Abba Bar Tachlifa, Abba Bar Machasya, Abba Samokid, Abba Tachna, Abba Bar Shumni, Abbae, Rabbi Avduma Nechuta, Rabbi Avudmi Bartuvi, Rabbi Avudmi Barbarate de Rabbi Tavi, Rabbi Avudmi Bar Tanchum, Rabbi Avdimos Bar Yosi ben Chalafta, Avdimi de Minchaifya, Rabbi Avdimi Bar Hamdura, Rabbi Avdimi Avua de Rabbi Yitzchak, 
Rabbi Avdimi Barchama Barchasa, Rav Avdimi Barchista or Bardosa, Rabbi Avdimi de Tsiporin, Rabbi Ami Aviv, Rabbi Avimi Avdimi Bar Nechunya, Rabbi Avdimi Achui de Rabbi Yose, Rabbi Avdimi Malcha, Avdimi. Reb Nassim's Prayers 2, Prayer number 24, on the Kutei Moharan 2, 27. Have compassion on us, guard us, and rescue us from the blemish of oaths and vows. Protect us so that we will not become accustomed to making oaths and vows. May all of the oaths and vows that we must make be for the sake of attaining holiness and self-restraint in accordance with your goodwill. As our sages said, oaths are a fence that encourage self-restraint. Guard us in your vast compassion. Help us and save us at every moment to fulfill our promises immediately and not transgress, heaven forbid, by delaying any oath or vow. May we fulfill our oaths completely and immediately and do all that we have promised. May we keep and do that which emerges from our lips immediately and without delay. Guide us and teach us at every moment how to conduct ourselves in the realm of making oaths and vows with the goal of attaining holiness and asceticism. Then we will truly fulfill our promises and through them truly attain holiness and self-restraint in accordance with your good will. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. I have hoped in you all the day. Have pity and compassion on me and on the entire Jewish people. Compassionately fulfill our requests for the good. Quickly and swiftly redeem us and bring our righteous Mashiach. Restore sovereignty, dominion, and supremacy to your people of Israel, who are truly worthy and God-fearing. May the verse be realized, for kingship is Hashem's, and He is the ruler over the nations. And redeemers shall go up on Mount Zion to judge the mountain of Esau, and kingship shall be Hashem's. And Hashem will be king over the entire earth. On that day, Hashem will be one, and His name will be one. Prayer number 25 on Lekutei Moharan 2, 30. King, Helper, Savior and Shield, protect us. Eradicate and remove all harsh and evil decrees against us by all kings, ministers, and advisors, and incline their heart to us positively. You know their thoughts about us at every moment. Your enemies roar and your foes lift their heads. They scheme and conspire against your nation. They plot against the people whom you protect. They say, let us go and destroy them, so that they will no longer be a nation so that the name of Israel will never be mentioned again. They have agreed with a single heart. They have formed a pact against you. Master of the world, you alone know the position of the Jewish people at this time among the non-Jews. They consider us as thorns in their eyes, as a despised object that is undesirable, vile, rejected, and forsaken. Gaze down from heaven and see how we have become an object of derision and mockery among the nations. We are considered as sheep for the slaughter, to be killed, destroyed, beaten, and insulted. Every day and at every moment, every country's leaders engage in counsel and schemes against the holy religion of Israel. Their criticisms are directed not against us, but against the religion of your holy written and oral Torah that you gave us through Moses your prophet, the faithful one of your house. Only because of that do they grind their teeth against us at every moment in every generation, in every country. Not only one has stood against us to eradicate us, but in every generation they stand against us to eradicate us. 
but the Holy One, blessed be He, saves us from their hand. Our compassionate Father, have compassion on us. When no one stands up on our behalf, may Your great name stand up for us at a time of trouble. See, the enemy's power is increasing, and none of the Jews are helped or strengthened. No one takes to heart the intense danger facing the Jewish people in every generation. Non-Jewish courts and advisors judge them and constantly plan and take counsel on how to strip them of their religion, heaven forbid. That is the entirety of the core of their evil thoughts, as is revealed to you, Master of all who knows thoughts. They have already enticed and lured a number of Jewish souls by means of their counsel and evil decrees. And they plan yet more evil counsel to add more decrees, heaven forbid, in each and every country, as we have heard a number of times. Woe to the ears that hear this! What shall we do to nullify and eradicate their schemes and spoil their plans? Lord, God, desist now! Who will rise with Jacob, for he is small? Help us for the sake of your name, because there is no one else to stand on our behalf. You, who are pleased with supplication and accept entreaties, be pleased and appeased with this impoverished generation, because there is no one else to assist us. Help us, because we depend on you. Hashem, our God, and God of our fathers, you are filled with compassion. You love your people of Israel.